News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with... Now, more than 500 children have been waiting for more than a year to access vital mental health care. In total, there are nearly 4,200 patients on the waiting list for the Child and Adolescent Mental Health Service, known as CAMS. That's according to stats released to News Talk reporter Owen Murphy. Elva O'Sullivan is a Cork woman who, has two, who had two children on the waiting list and within the service, and she joins us now. Elva, I think you've, uh, you've three boys and, and two of them, the younger two, have had some uh, experience either of, of being dealt with by CAMS or have had a very long wait, uh, waiting for CAMS services. Yeah, that's the case. So I have three children. The eldest is a girl. Um, and the two boys then <clears throat> have both been referred to CAMS. So Oren, my eldest, is 10. You know, he's a great kid, you know, he's bright, funny, empathetic. Um, but I guess around four, we noticed he had a lot of issues with emotional outbursts. And we sought private therapies to support him, like play therapy and psychology. Um, but at age seven, my GP felt it was an escalating issue. It was becoming urgent and he needed to be referred to a mental health services. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he was seen um, via Zoom. Um, I guess about maybe eight months after his referral and they mentioned to us on the call that they thought maybe he was autistic so you know understanding how difficult and long the wait lists there were I did put him on the public list but I also took him privately for assessment he was diagnosed or identified as autistic and I provided that information to CAMS who then told me that they don't deal with children who are autistic Mm. so it's a very difficult position to be in because, you know, and your and your young your youngest yeah. son, uh, 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 Killeen, um, he, yes. he he first got on the list about eighteen months ago and was only was only seen this week. Yes, absolutely. So, Killeen um, is seven now, so he was referred at six. Again, an urgent referral from RGP. Um, Killeen's school place, you know, even though he's absolutely fantastically supported by our school and we're very grateful to them, um, it just was a really difficult environment for him because he's not receiving any services to support his needs. So he was referred to CAMS um, for intake. Uh, that was February of last year and his first appointment was yesterday, you know. So 18 months in the life of a six-year-old is a very significant... And you're, saying he's, you're saying he's not really able for school, he's, he's not great at making friends because of his condition? Well, I suppose there's a lot going on in a school environment, right? Mm. Even though our school is fantastic, there's 30 in his class. Um, they're very... They have very low SET and SNA numbers in their class. Um, are in their school generally because they're a developing school in Cork. So they've been badly hit by the freeze in those areas. They're frozen at numbers from three years ago, where their intake obviously is huge in comparison to their numbers three years ago. So the noise in that environment, the social difficulties at yard, um, understanding what the requirements are of a child in school. It's not actually always obvious. You yeah, know. And, and Elva, you, 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 you've said that because of the delays in the public system, you've been lucky enough to, 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 to go private, but it's very expensive and there are even delays there. There absolutely are. So for Killeen, I just felt I couldn't wait at all. And I pursued, you know, I sought, I suppose, somebody in Cork, somebody in Munster who would see him because I wanted to look at ADHD. And there was absolutely nobody in the Munster region who would take him on. 
Um, so I ended up bringing him to Dublin for assessment in February of this year, having waited about four months for that privately. You know, so even if you are lucky enough to be able to pay for things privately, there are huge waiting lists there. And obviously, travelling Cork to Dublin is not a sustainable solution for a child like that. Even the journey is very difficult. Can you imagine, you, you, you've told us that luckily and, and thankfully you've a, you a very supportive husband. You're, you're, yes. you're in a marriage where bo- both of you can, can help out and it sounds like all hands are needed at times. Can you imagine how difficult it is for people uh, and the Cork carriers particularly uh, delays for, for, for public cam services? Can you imagine how difficult it is for parents, perhaps a single parent or parents who can't yes. go private? I absolutely can because the system is Byzantine, you know. It's difficult to uh, navigate your way through it because usually you see your child has difficulties, but you don't know what the label for that is. So you put them through the AON process, which is opaque. You may eventually get onto CAMS and then they tell you, well, we think he's autistic, so you can't be seen there. There's a lot of judgment, I think, as well in all of these services. Um I have found that. I've often What do you mean by that, Ella? A lot of clinicians will make comments, you know, have you tried reward charts? You know, have you tried setting limits? Yes, I have. <laughs> or judgment of, judgment of your parental behaviour. Exactly. And I think I'm confident. I know I have um, done my research and I know we have a great family. But many people are in situations where things outside of their control are suboptimal and then I think it can be very difficult to navigate. It's worth noting as well that children like this often have parents who have additional needs because we know there is a genetic factor in ADHD and autism. So I feel there is very little understanding of that. Um, There's a huge onus on parents to collect a lot of paperwork, fill a lot of difficult forms, keep track of referrals they've made and then it's over such a long period and you have a lot going on in a house where you have kids with additional needs you know and I suppose for all of that Cork is one of the worst areas um, and what's the the critical issue Elva what what are they telling you is the critical issue is there a shortage of of psychologists they're look I suppose they're not telling me is one part of it right um But I definitely get the feeling that there are budgetary constraints because I can see that while some decisions are made based on clinical observation, they're certainly making decisions based on budgetary constraints. So, for example, Cairns and Cork have told me about my eldest son that because he's autistic, he should be supported by his autism service. However, his autism service are saying we've 650 kids on his CDNT and we have 0.8 of a psychologist. Even their model isn't predicated for one-to-one support, which is what he needs. It's um, They're hoping to hit 90% of those children with universal approaches, which in my experience have been poorly put together webinars by people who are not um, trained in training other people. And it's at a very basic level. So the whole system, you know, it's important to understand PDS as well in relation to CAMS because CAMs are continually pushing children to other services to very, manage their own long waiting lists. Very briefly, Alba, your region is, is worst affected by these delays. There is a protest march in Grand Parade in Cork City on Saturday. There is. So I feel, you know, as parents in the system, we're the ones who see the ins and outs of this and it's incumbent upon us to speak up. So I was lucky to find a group called Fuss Ireland. They're parents uniting for support for children with disabilities. And it affects every child in every school, whether your child is disabled or not. Our children need support. It's on Saturday. 
we're meeting in Grand Parade at two o'clock. We'll have a little march around the city and we'll hear from some people who are directly affected by these issues. OK, Elvo Sullivan, thanks indeed for telling us your story this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.